Welcome into this archived episode of the original SA Talk podcast. It's your favorite local podcast host and retirement advisor, Zach Espericueta. With the changes to the original podcast and rebrand in May of 2021, the current events and interview follow-up segments were taken out of these archived episodes for easier accessibility to the interview itself. Most new listeners just want to hear the interview anyway. Keep that in mind if you hear any references made to other segments or when you hear some of the old podcast music. I really hope you enjoy this interview. Be sure to give the podcast a rate and review on Apple Podcasts and a follow on social media at SA Pod Network. Enjoy the episode. So welcome back, guys, to the SA Talk Podcast. Today we are joined by the founder and owner of Wong's Bodega in Southtown San Antonio, Raul Martinez Salinas, born in Corpus Christi, Texas, but has lived most of his life here in San Antonio. He's worked as an attorney with a nonprofit here in town, which he still continues to do to this day. So Raul, how are you doing this morning? doing well. How about yourself? Well, thank you so much for being on our podcast. I'm so excited for this interview. Um, Kind of give us a little backstory of how you went from attorney to Wong's Bodega. I just wasn't a very good attorney, so I had to find a backup plan. No, I'm just playing. No, uh, what happened was, because I I come from a nonprofit background, dealing with everything from working uh, as an actual social worker to working in churches, and then finally an attorney. And the way you help people, you're limited in every one of those factions or jobs. And so I was trying to find something that was more creative, but then also be able to help people with their needs right then and there and, and lead them and connect them to the right people. And then so the both Bodega was an idea that I had because San Antonio started losing the beauty, the magic of community life. Like 20, 30 years ago, San Antonio was a very big city with a small town feel. During the, the past few years, due to the pandemic and then also the storm, you saw people starting to hoard gas and taking care of just themselves. And there was no longer that community. And so even with me, I mean, I don't, I didn't even know my neighbors. <laughs> and so I was just like, this, this has to change, you know, and you have to start at the micro level. And so the bodega was a, a vision that came about, you know, over 20 years ago, and it's morphed into so many different things. And now finally, it was just the right place, right time and right concept, which is just a grocery store, a healthy grocery store in a food desert a location in San Antonio. I'm glad you bring that up, Raul, because I I completely agree with you. I think what makes San Antonio unique and special is the community aspect and how we come together as a community, whether it be your neighbors, whether it be with other small businesses, local businesses. I know growing up, uh, we knew our neighbors, you know, we had little events throughout the year, like on Easter and, you know, during the summer and barbecues and cookouts. And then when I moved away and moved to an apartment and, and on a different street, it wasn't like that. And so it really stood out to me. And I was like, hey, I'm used to kind of growing up, knowing your neighbors and knowing who they are and having that sense of community. And so I think you're absolutely right that that's what makes San Antonio what it is, is that community aspect. So I do appreciate you bringing that up and, and letting our listeners know, reminding them that's what makes San Antonio what it is. So speaking of your venture, Wong's Bodega, it started in the spring. Give our listeners a feel. Obviously, this is a podcast, so they're just listening. Kind of explain the the vibe in there and what, what they see when you walk into Wong's Bodega. Well, I'm hoping that when they come in, they feel a, a safe place that they come in it's a community and they feel that we're here to support them in whatever aspect of their life they may need help in so we've we've teamed up with like for example the ecumenical center uh located off a of medical center and they're about mental health one of the big aspects of the bodega is healthy eating is teaching people how to eat healthier because 
especially within poor economic communities. There's so many junk food that, that we're giving. Like growing up, I grew up on, you know, chicken nuggets and ramen soup because we didn't really have that much money. And so you would think that you're eating chicken, but you're not. You're eating some other chemicals. And so as you get older, you start realizing like, man, I'm putting all this junk in my body and then it's starting to affect your mental health, depression, anxiety, different things. And you see that all over the place. Another portion of it was I had family members that unfortunately passed away from diabetes and different diseases that could have been preventable if they just were on a healthier diet. That's the idea that I, I had originally for the bodega was it was supposed to be just a vegan place, just vegan and vegetarian. But due to the pandemic, the compromise was local vendors for meats and cheeses and milks and and different things like that. The idea is to walk people when they come in to show them different items that they may never thought of eating before that's healthy for them. Not everybody's really big into plant-based vegan lifestyle, but if you eat like a vegan pizza, you might not even notice the difference, you know, and that might change your taste buds to start eating more vegetables. And because I have a lot of friends and family that you talk about vegetables and they're just like, Ew. and it's just so strange because it's like, that's what you need. I mean, you wouldn't put Coca-Cola in the gas tank of your car. Like that doesn't make any sense. And same thing with food. I mean, nutrients and vitamins are important for your body and you're not putting that inside of yourself. You're putting all these other things that are artificial. One of the big aspects here is us community coming in, educating them on how to eat healthier. I mean, we serve we also sell like non-healthy items, of course, because we have to meet people with where they're at in their lives. So we're not necessarily forcing people to become plant-based. It's just if they choose to walk that walk, we're here to help them along the way. And some people may take that full road to plant-based or to veganism, and others may not. Others may just say, hey, you know what? I'm just going to incorporate more veggies in my diet, which is great. That's what it's all about. Because especially like on the South side, I would drive around and you would see like a little med clinic and right next door is a fast food restaurant and then another med clinic, another fast food restaurant. And it's the same people going through them. Of course, you see a little taquerias all over the place and you see the people going in in wheelchairs and, you know, you can tell that they're on dialysis and they're still eating the tacos and the drinks, the sodas, and that's the stuff that's hurting you. So you can still eat the bad, but just kind of start weaning yourself off a little bit. Some people do it and some people just refuse and they're like, I'm going to go out eating what I want. And it's a very painful, painful existence for them but not only for them, but for their family members. In a way, it's selfish because they're making their family members suffer by having them watch them basically suffer this painful, you know, diabetes or heart disease or whatever that, you know, that they brought upon themselves. In speaking to the, the friendliness vibe and, and being warm and welcoming to the people that are coming in, no matter what point they are in of, of trying to transition to maybe a more healthier lifestyle. I mean, I can speak from personal experience. The first time I visited Wong's Bodega, shout out Paige there. She Paige was really helpful, friendly. She was the first one to kind of say, hey, do you want me to show you around and show the different healthy products that we have here at Wong's Bodega? She was really helpful in doing that. And speaking of the products that you have there, you know, one of the biggest things that we noticed, especially as people that are natives of San Antonio and we always say support local and we're all about supporting local. All of the products you have are pretty much local. So kind of explain your the, the meaning behind that. Well, that came about organically when I was looking for distributors and other vendors to, to come in, especially during the pandemic timeframe. You know, people were going crazy over certain items, you know, like, for example, Charmin toilet paper, things of that nature. And then I realized as I started looking more local, like there's a lot of people here in San Antonio that make this stuff already and not necessarily toilet paper, but just right regular items like bakers, meats, cheeses, whatever you can think of. 
San Antonio is pretty much self-sustainable. During the pandemic, early parts of it, you saw the supply chain break up and that's what caused a lot of this chaos and this fear. You know, it just happened organically where it's just like, well, let's just start connecting the local vendors with each other, with the community, because then people won't be scared of something like this happening again, because again, it's all about us getting to know each other better. And that's kind of how it grew organically, where we just started reaching out to local vendors and started carrying their, their items. And then it just came to a surprise to me that there were so many out there. I had no idea. And so like just alone, like one of our, our little displays is all the coffee roasters in San Antonio. And I mean, right now we're up to like six and there's still more out there that we still need to bring into the shop. But it's like who would have known that there's actually six organizations, six companies, six people that have dedicated their lives to roasting coffee and they're all here in San Antonio. Well, and that was a big shock to us, you know, as, as we started this podcast months ago, again, during the pandemic, that, you know, we were already visiting local restaurants and maybe local bars, but, you know, we weren't so much aware of all the little products that are out there that you never even thought about. Like you said, the coffee roasters and, you know, what was awesome, speaking of local products that you supply there at Wong's Bodega is, is, you know, when I first walked in, the first thing I noticed was you had the coffee roasted from Coficionado which we've had on the podcast. And now you have the cold brew coffee from Quick Sip, which we've had on the podcast. And it seems like, you know, there's a relationship starting with In the Weeds, natural skincare that you're going to have there at Wong's Bodega. And again, guests of the podcast. So, you know, it, it's great to see these stories of these businesses that we've had on. And now, you know, you're connected with them. And again, going back to the whole community feeling that, that San Antonio has, I mean, it just proves that that is the case. Speaking of community, I mean, do you find that in that San Antonio made natural base, do you find that there's a really close knit community or are you really having to go out and like search for these products? It's a mixture of both. In the beginning, people are skeptical of who you are. This is their baby. So they want to make sure that it's taken care of. So a lot of people just want to keep the product to themselves or sell it at the markets or sell it online. And so for them to come into a retail store, that's a big jump for them. Plus, you know, it cuts into their margins and the profits and different things. And so there's some hesitancy on that. And then there's others that are just wanting just to be a part of it. Like this is like their dream. Uh, they've always wanted to have their products out there and then we give them that platform for it. And so they're excited. So it's, it's, a, it's a mixed bag. But, you know, the most most what we've been seeing is people have just been finding us, like, for example, you guys reaching out to me, which is just amazing how people are, are responding to this. And it kind of makes me feel like I, I wasn't crazy when I first opened this because everybody's like, what in the world are you doing? There just feels like there's a need for it. And then sure enough, so many people, I said, you know, this is what we need, you know, and, and it inspired them to start doing their own thing, opening up their own businesses or starting their own bodegas or it's a nice little time period that we're in, even though that we're in a pandemic. The beautiful part is there's a lot of people that are saying, hey, you know what? We, we need to stick together and take care of each other. No. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely not crazy. I mean, this is such a good idea, especially in San Antonio, where, you know, diabetes and obesity is such a huge issue. You started during a pandemic, pretty much. How is that kind of affected? Did you have to shift your business at all? Or were you pretty much this is how you started and you kept going on that route? Yes. <laughs> Short answer. Yeah. So uh, basically when I started, I had advisors helping me, coach me, and I wanted it to be perfect. And basically they were like, Raul, you've already had the lease for so many months. 
just open the darn thing. You know, I'm just cleaning up the language, but it was just, you know, people were yelling at me like, what are you doing? You're just wasting money. And so I just opened it. So when we first opened the bodega, it wasn't what I had envisioned in the beginning, but it was in the sense of it was just simple. It was just about meeting people and having people come in and knowing that you're safe. Like at the time, like when we opened back in April, I mean, that's when essentials, rice, beans, toilet paper, all that stuff was being limited in quantities to purchase. And it was so strange because one of our vendors, I believe food related, they were sitting on like two or three truckloads of toilet paper, but no one was buying it. It caught me off guard because I'm like, People are fighting, literally fighting at these bigger grocery stores over toilet paper when there's some here. They're just, it's just not being connected properly. One of the things I did learn was, uh, you know, people tend to stick to what they're comfortable with. And that, and once you get them out of their comfort zone, that's when they, they start getting scared. So when I first opened it up, it was meant to be a change in culture. But I found out that, you know, it, it, it's a slow change. It has to be a slow change. You know, Raul, I'm glad you bring that up about the culture change and how it is slow, naturally, especially here in San Antonio. Uh, in my opinion, San Antonians are slow to adapt, but that's okay. And I think the culture is changing here. You know, and, and the reason I bring that up is because, you know, during this pandemic, now more than ever, local businesses need the help. The pandemic, it obviously it affected consumers and individuals. But when you're talking about businesses, the pandemic didn't nece- necessarily affect large businesses. In fact, places like Walmart and HEB, as much as we love our HEB, big companies like that, they weren't hurt that much. In fact, I think they even grew. Who really needed the help was the small businesses, the small organizations. So you're absolutely right, you know, in that sense that what you're doing for these small businesses is exactly the the vision and the purpose of us starting this podcast too, is these small businesses need our help. You're doing just that with Wong's Bodega. So again, we we appreciate that. And we see, we see exactly what you're doing for this community. And I'm not sure if I answered Amanda's question thoroughly. I've always been told that I would make a horrible witness on the stand because I tend not to answer the questions that are asked. So, (laughs) so I don't know. That's okay. That's okay. This is, again, we want to know about you and your story. Um, So if it's a little off, off question, that's okay. I'm curious how you, how you came up with the name. Wong's Bodega, well, it's it's actually a, a paying homage to the building. The building is a historical building. And the name of the building is Wong, the Wong Grocery Company building. And so since it's it has a, a historical exemption, the name can't change. So instead of reinventing the wheel and calling it something else, I just said, well, let's just call it Wong's. Because <laughs> it was a grocery store at one time back in the 20s, all the way up until, I believe, the early 80s or 70s. It had been a grocery store. It was a... It was a staple in the community. And once it went away, then, you know, you saw the neighborhood go with it as well. What makes a bodega different from your regular convenience store or a regular grocery store? Well, there really isn't no difference. <laughs> when I traveled overseas and I went to different places, I saw these cafes or bodegas. And the funny thing about it is like bodega, you can make it mean anything. So if you say convenience store, people automatically have an idea of what a convenience store is. And so they walk in with expectations. And so with us, since I knew that people were going to come in and be like, what in the world am I looking at? What, what is this? I, I call it a bodega because it, it serves a multifunction. So it's not just a grocery store. It's not just a convenience store. It could be a community center. The idea is to bring people to come in and use the space. Like when you came in and you notice everything we have is on wheels. So we can move things apart and have maybe a yoga class. And, and people have come in and asked us about that. So, you know, hosting yoga event classes are different types of events here. And so that's the idea is just this place can change 
change. Yeah. And so that's why I stuck with the name bodega because it's ambiguous. It's not pigeonholed. In my opinion, you know, you're also filling a need in that community. You know, we talk about Southtown all the time and in the downtown and Southtown community, there's not many grocery options. You know, obviously HEB has their small little South Flow HEB there on Flores and then Blue Star Provisions and then the Royal Blue Grocery opened on Houston Street. But, you know, the people in Southtown are kind of saying, hey, you know, we need something more than just this side HEB, you know, and so again, I think you, you're filling that need as well. I hope so. I hope so. But I mean, it, it seems to be, like you said, things that I didn't think about when I first started this, it, it's starting to make sense now. Like, for example, the local vendors, you pointed out earlier when you were talking about how it's making an impact on those smaller businesses. That was something that I didn't consciously think about. You know, there's a lot of things that we wish that we can do in our lives. And we have like these secret talents or these secret desires to do artistic things or, you know, business things or whatever it may be, but we never do it. You know, as time has gone by, I've seen a lot of close friends and family that have just passed away that have never accomplished or never done what they wanted to do. Like they just never went and learned how to play guitar or they never went and wrote a poem and they were so gifted, you know, in, in so many different areas. And so the bodega was meant to be a platform for people to express themselves and get the support that they need. And it doesn't have to be a moneymaker. It's just for them just to get it out of their system to say that they lived their life and they tried and they did what they wanted to do, you know, and, and these little gifts, these little areas, these little ventures. And so part of that happened with, with the business side of it, where, you know, older people that had been in a career for a long period of time, and they just always wanted to do something else. And they always wanted to make uh, candles or they wanted to make natural deodorant things of that nature and they just started it and they just needed a place where it could just be like encouraged and that's what we do we supply that that encouragement and that's it i mean that's you know we, we're not making anything happen other than just giving the platform for people to do what they want to do now earlier you used the phrase community center and of course, you threw up the idea of possibly doing like a yoga class, which you said you've been approached to do. Um, I also see that you guys have art when you go to your website and your social media. So um, with all that said, you know, are there other community events that you either currently put on or, or want to do for the community besides just sell the products of the community? Well, we're still, we're still growing and we're still getting to that point. And so just... Recently, uh, we had a little small engagement uh, with our neighbors where we had a very small poetry evening. Uh, it was a limited seating, 25 people. And we had four local poets. Three of them were published. Two, one of them wasn't, hasn't, but he's been doing poetry for quite a while. And he focuses more on uh, mental health, which is what we're all about here. And having an open conversation and it not being so taboo. But, you know, the people in the audience were able to listen to that. And that's and it served a mixed purpose. So it was a nice setting, you know, something nice where people can bring a date or just have something to do. But then also while they were here, they get to hear the message of these artists uh, in their lives, what they've going through. And then also get to hear about mental health and show that it's not, you know, uh, such a taboo topic or it shouldn't be, you know, and how people do suffer from it. And we need to understand it more and be more of a community and, and respond to it. And I keep on using the word community. I think it's just being a decent human being, you know what I mean? understand your fellow man or woman too as well it's just understanding each other and I think that is so needed um this year especially and what you're doing is just absolutely incredible and you keep using that word community and that's the that's the right word to use because you're bringing this city together um you know one product at a time we always like to ask our guests what legacy do you wish to leave with Wong's Bodega 
it's an interesting question because I think the legacy would be more of just the people that have been impacted carry that forward. It has nothing to do with me. Everybody that comes in here, they're their own legacy and they're going to carry it forward. And that's like the message of love. Just carry love forward. Because usually with places, if it, if it revolves around one person, once that person moves on or passes on, the place changes. And that's something that I don't envision for the bodega. I envision it to carry on the same way. Always encouraging people, being a platform, just showing people love in, in a healthy way. You're an entrepreneur, of course, and you started this business. This is your venture. What advice would you give to fellow entrepreneurs, no matter what industry they're in, what kind of advice would you give to them? Stay at home, live with your parents. No, I'm just playing. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> no it, it, it would be believe in yourself, really. Believe in yourself, but then also do your homework as well. Because faith plays a big part of it. And a lot of us grow up thinking that we have to live a certain way, especially as a young kid with me, for example, there wasn't a lot of encouragement on how to do things because not everybody around me knew how to do it as far as entrepreneurship. You know, everybody that I grew up with, we come from a family of uh, factory workers. And so, you know, for, for me to step out of the box was like me kind of ostracizing myself from the family because they didn't understand what I was doing. That's where the faith comes in and believing in yourself and doing your homework because you're going to get a lot of pushback, you know, from people that just don't understand or don't see what you're trying to do. But once you start getting it going, people will get it. People will start understanding it. It's just a matter of time. Whenever we wrap up the podcast, we always want our guests to give themselves a shout out, let our listeners know where they can find you with your website, your socials, anywhere else they can find uh, Wong's Bodega. Kind of let our listeners know. So we're on the corner of Savios in South Flores, and we're located at 1502 South Flores, uh, Suite 101, uh, and that's in the zip code of 78204. You'll find us here every day. We're open seven days a week, uh, 11 to 7. We're open to expand those hours here shortly to where eventually I would like for this place to be open 24 hours. And this is a, this is something that I do add because everybody always asks me, do you guys serve beer or alcohol? <laughs> and, and and we don't. And that's one of the, re- one of the reasons why it's because it's it, we're trying to promote healthier lifestyle. There's a lot of uh, alcohol abuse and coping mechanisms around alcohol. I just figured for the time being that we just keep it away for right now because that's that tends to be people's coping mechanism a lot, especially in San Antonio. Because <laughs> uh, if you watch the news with all the DUIs and different things like that, so that's pretty much where you'll find us and and you'll see us pop up every so often around the neighborhood. Well, I really encourage our listeners, go check out Wong's Bodega. You can't miss it. You know, like Raul said earlier, it's a big building. It looks old. It says Wong Grocery Company. I mean, you really can't miss the building there on Flores. You can visit their website. It's at wongsbodega.com. And you can search them on Instagram at Wong's Bodega to give them a follow. So guys, again, go check them out. Raul, we both appreciate you coming on the podcast. We appreciate the time you took the insight you gave into why you started this this venture and and all that you're doing for the community. We really appreciate you joining us today. Yeah, we, we appreciate you being a pillar in our community and just continuing um, what San Antonio, I know what San Antonio means to Zach and I and just showing, you know, all the generations that we are, again, Zach and I say this all the time, we're in this together and we are a community. So yeah, thank you so much for your time today, Rule. Well, thank you, too. Thank you for what you guys are doing, because this is important. And actually, this was something I always wanted to do myself, uh, which was like in the pre-bodega stages, which was open up a little coffee shop with a, with a podcast. Exactly what you guys are doing, you know, invite local businesses, local nonprofits, so people get to know who they are. So it's just amazing, like, whenever you don't 
follow a dream, you know, somebody else is going to pick it up if it's if it's meant to be, you know what I mean? And so like, this was something that I had wanted to do over 10 years ago. And I just didn't believe in myself enough at the time to do it. You know, hats off to you guys for doing what doing this and doing a great job. Love everything you guys are doing. Thanks again. Now, listeners, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Amanda and I will talk about today's guest. So stay tuned. Hey, guys, it's Zach. As some of you may know, I help people plan for retirement. And as your advisor, I can not only show you how money truly works, but put you in control of your money today and in retirement. If you're looking to schedule a financial review, please give me a call at 210-760-0409. Thank you for listening to this archived episode of the original Essay Talk podcast. I really hope you enjoyed the interview. If you enjoyed this episode and are looking for more content, you'll want to hit that subscribe or follow button, depending on which podcast platform you are using. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I do also ask that you please give us a rate and review. That really helps the podcast grow. Lastly, if you want to keep up with the podcast, check us out on social media at SAPod Network. Take care and Viva San Antonio.